0: The secret to nailing your niche has nothing to do with who the person is being, and it has everything to do with how they are feeling. Welcome to the Woke and Worthy podcast. I'm your host, Jess Quasney, intuitive business coach, healer, and spiritual junkie. My mission is to empower and support entrepreneurs just like you to build a legacy, not just a business. The life of an entrepreneur isn't always an easy one, which is why my goal is to help you navigate the seasons of life and business. From the breakdowns to the breakthroughs, I don't spare any details on this roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur. Here, we are unapologetically relentless in our pursuit to build badass businesses and even better lives. Each week, we are diving into all things mindset, energetics, and the strategies that you need to grow your business to over six figures. Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode so excited to have you here today because this is where we're really getting into the details and honestly the one and only thing that you ever need to know about your audience to nail your niche without ever needing to niche yourself okay i know that sounds almost too good to be true like jess what do you mean I don't need to niche? You mean that I don't have to be so specific that I have to target nurse overworked nurses in their 40s and I can still make money? I don't have to be so specific that I constantly question who it is that I serve because what I do is so much more than what one tiny niche can hold and no, my darling, you absolutely do not have to. So we're diving right in. If you would like, I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode, pause this, go back to episode 36, I believe it is, it definitely is 36, so that you can get the context for this conversation and why it's so important. So if you have been somebody who's been lacking confidence in what it is that you do and who you serve, if you find yourself changing your bio what feels like 101 times and no matter how many times you change it, it never fully feels like you, I promise you that this is the first start to nailing that down. And the one thing that I want to talk about very, very first as we get into this conversation is the most... I would say it's the biggest mistake when it comes to finding our niche. And what that is, is that most often we niche to the person first and the emotion second. So what we talked about last week and what we we dove into a little bit was defining what is your target market versus what is your niche? Okay, And so to just run you through that again, our target market is, it is your ideal client. It is your soulmate, dreamy, where have you been all my life, pay, textbook, word for word, the person that you've been dying to work with, okay? And so this, these are the person or the group of people with who your marketing is targeting. And then your niche is your specialty area, how you do things differently and how you specifically help your target market, okay? And why I say the hardest thing or the most, sorry, the the biggest mistake that we make is by focusing on the person first and not the emotion is because everything that we do with our marketing Needs. If you want to build your business to six, -six, multi-six, seven-figure businesses, all of them, and I mean every single one of them, are targeting the emotion, not the person. Okay? So if there's any advice that I can give you, it is this. And I want you to think of this for a second. Okay? think about the perfect example I can think about this is the Super Bowl, right? How many people watch the Super Bowl? Yes, there are a lot, lots of NFL fans. I totally understand that. But also how many millions upon millions of dollars are spent on Super Bowl commercials because they know how many eyes they have on their commercials. And what is The biggest thing that affects and impacts how and what we buy. It is our emotions. Our emotions are what drive our purchasing behaviors. Okay. So if we are only marketing to the tangibles of a product, if we are only marketing to a demographic or to an age or to a certain career, we are missing the most important part. And that part is the human element in the decision process. And that's why I say, and I will always say, that people buy us first and our offers second. They're Every transaction in our businesses is built upon trust and how that trust is first solidified is within that recognition of you get me because from a human level, basic human level, we all want to be seen, heard, and understood and if we are not, there is no sense of trust there at all and without trust, you don't have a transaction so i just want to preface this a little bit for you and think about this so in terms of marketing when you look at magazines when you look at any ads that are playing if we look at this from the different industries that there are if you think about luxury goods so if you think about higher-end brands if you think about rolex any couture brands um chanel and Givenchy, Yves Saint Laurent. If you look at, I don't know if I said Mercedes, Lamborghini, right? What are they selling? What are they appealing to? They're appealing to our self worth. They're appealing to status. They're appealing to the elite. They're, appeal- they're appealing to acceptance, right? So it's going to be high class it's gonna be luxury, it's gonna be over the top, it's going to be that like, cherry on the top of, you feel, I don't wanna say you feel important, but it gives you, it's almost like that ego boost, right? That's absolutely what it's gonna be. If we look at athletic brands, Nike, with their their slogan, just do it, right? What are they talking about? They're talking about inspiration. They talk about the need for adventure. They talk about competition. So it's really driving us to push ourselves out of our comfort zones, to see what we are capable of, to see the power that we have in ourselves. Again, it, it, it ignites that spark, that passion, that fire within us to show like, hey, if they can do that, I can do that too, right? if you think about perfume and the one I think about the most is um Keira Knightley and all of the the different um campaigns I'm trying to think ads there we go that she did for Chanel right and so what does it show it shows love it shows passion. It shows like these almost love affairs. It shows sexual desires, relationships. It appeals to our senses of our sense of sensuality. Don't even know if that's a word. Sexuality, right? That needs to be wanted. If you're thinking about communication, we think about, now I'm in Canada, so we have Rogers, Tellus, Bell in the States. I'm pretty sure there's AT and T is it a Verizon? I have no idea, and the basis there is is connection, and that's even why they've even reached out to talking about the Wi Fi connection, having Wi Fi all over, so that you can connect with your friends, your families, wherever you are. You're never disconnected, so it's that being seen and understood and that that constant connection right and so this is where it gets to be so so important and the one thing that I that I say because again I talked about this in last week's episode and how we've all heard most of us we've probably you've probably heard in some way shape or form that if you end up talking to everyone you end up talking to no one and it is so so true that your post is meant to be written for one singular person because the more that you try to be inclusive with your, your post and write it for everyone, it's not specific enough that pe- that everyone can see themselves in it. That might have sound a little bit confusing, so I apologize. But what we really want to focus on is that you are so dialed in on your messaging and talking to one person. Now, the way that you do this and how this gets misconstrued the most is that we look at the person first rather than the emotion. And when we look at the person, we actually end up signaling out a lot of the people that we are meant to help. And the way in which I go about it and why I I like so firmly believe in this approach and focusing on the emotion first is because you can be so freaking specific on the emotion that is coming up for the person while also opening it up to anybody that feels that exact same way. So you are very, very specific and you are very, very niched with how they're feeling, what's going on in their life, what are their pains, what are their problems, what do they want most, where are they headed, what are their desires, what are their aspirations, what are they telling themselves that they can't have. You are so specific there that again, that becomes where people start your dream clients. You are, I want to say you're actively manifesting them because you are so dialed in on their internal dialogue and what's coming up for them and how what is their what's going on in their life because of what they believe to be true for them or how they may be standing in their own way or holding themselves back, right? And by doing that, like I said, we are so specific in the emotions that's occurring to them, but it also opens that up to a wide variety of people that may be feeling that same way whereas if we were to flip that and say you were only focused on I don't know women in their 20s or if you were just focused on network marketers or if you were just focused on like women with children in their thirties, like new moms or whatever the case may be, right? It is super, super freaking niched. And you might be, there's a high probability that you are also, I don't want to say discrediting. That's the word that's coming through for me right now. I don't mean discrediting, but you are discounting other people that may be feeling the exact same way. So that's why the emotion gets to be so powerful. And so I just want to put this in, give you a little bit of example for what I mean, because I know this is not something, I know that this is such a foreign way to niche that it probably isn't making a lot of sense because talking to the emotion, we get to be super, super specific without needing to know the person exactly. And again, that's what I, I talked about in last week, why I love starting with our target market first with knowing our soulmate, our dream, our ideal clients, like the back of your hand where you know them better than you know, themselves themselves. And then, if it feels good to you, once you go through that whole process and you wanna be super, super specific and you wanna talk to, like we talked about um, last week, you wanna talk to emergency nurses, you wanna talk to um, mothers with newborns, you wanna talk to premenopausal women, you wanna talk to just specifically um, spiritual entrepreneurs. Maybe you only wanna talk to Reiki masters or healers. Maybe, you know what I mean? then if it feels good to you, you can absolutely, absolutely become more specified in your niche. And at the same time, if you never want to do that, this way allows you to never have to. So you're no longer fitting your message into a box, but you're expanding it, okay? And so the example that I have here is, say for example, we have person A who went to college right after high school, got a a degree, found a job with a company that she absolutely loves. She's single, independent, and while loving life, she always is finding that work comes first. She feels like her life revolves around work. And even though she loves what she does, she doesn't know who she is outside of her job. So she's starting to question like, again, having that question, who am I? Is this all that's meant for my life other than my job? Who is it that I am? Then we look at person B. Person B is always somebody who dreamed of having kids, knew right from when they were in their teens, couldn't wait to be a mom was a nurse until she had children and then she decided to be a stay-at-home mom because that was one of the biggest dreams that she ever wanted to have she wanted to be home with them until they went to school she wanted to be the one who raised her children she loves her family more than anything but they're growing up now and they're becoming more independent and now because she's dedicated so much of her time to her family and to being a mom she doesn't know who she is outside of being a mom. And so can you see here how they have vastly different backgrounds, vastly, vastly different backgrounds, but still the emotion is the same. It's this question of who am I? They've tied their identity to what they do and they now don't know who they are. And this is where I mean, when we focus on the emotion, it gets to be so freaking powerful because we're so freaking specific with who we're talking to while also opening it up to anybody who's feeling that way. Because if we were just talking to corporate women, then we would have discounted person B. She might not have bought into the messaging. She's like, well, I I don't work a job, I'm home all day, my family is my life, I love it, and they're still feeling that way, or vice versa. If we're focused on just moms, then we potentially, well, I would say, I would argue that, like, the the single, independent, loving life, fully dedicated to the career, they'd hear mom, and they'd totally tune out, and be like, well, that's not me, that's not happening for a few years yet, I'm all about my career, okay? And again, I just want to say this, I really, really, really want to say this, that if it does feel good to you where you want to be that specific, then please be that specific. But for those many, many that I have the blessing to talk with in my community, many of the clients that I attract, we don't feel good with being that specific. Because we know that there are more people that we are meant to help, that we are meant to impact. And so we feel like when we niche ourselves and we become too specific, that we are, again, boxing ourselves into what we can do and who we can help. And so this allows you to take that box off, to say fuck the box, think outside the box, and still be so specific on who you're serving while also opening it up to everyone who is feeling that way. So it is, you still are very, very specific with what you do and who you help without being super specific for who the person is. So you allow those that the message resonates, who feels like, holy crap, where have you been all my life? This is exactly what I've been dealing with for the past few years. And everything that you're saying is like hitting the nail on the head. This sounds so much like me. Where do I sign up? What can I do? And it's really, really cool. It's so, so cool. And it gives yourself so much permission and it allows you to almost just have that deep freaking breath of, okay, this finally makes sense. This finally feels like me and everything that I'm meant to do. And so with this, the secret to nailing your niche has nothing to do with who the person is being. And it has everything to do with how they are feeling. Focus on the feeling. I want to reiterate this again. As human beings, we buy from an emotional state. Right? Think about the things that you've purchased. Why have you bought them? Have you bought clothes because you felt like absolute shit in them? You're like, well, this looks terrible. I'm going to buy this or did you buy that dress that you normally would never find yourself wearing because you put it on you felt like a million bucks and you're like honey it's date night let's go when you bought your vehicle if you're somebody who's driving your dream vehicle or if you even know what your dream vehicle is if you could buy the perfect vehicle drive it off the lot tomorrow money was never an issue sit into that close your eyes think of yourself opening up the door like for me it would be a G-Wagon. I can picture myself so fully opening up that door, the feeling of the handle underneath my hand, opening it, taking that bigger step up because it's higher than my GLK, stepping up into it, closing the door. I almost imagine the door sounding like a Jeep Wrangler closing because it is one of that more boxier ones. I can put my hand on the steering wheel. I can see the big, beautiful digital dash and all of the buttons and everything. I can envision what it would feel like, like me sitting in it. And I just feel like, I feel like a badass bitch. I'm like, yes, this makes me feel freaking powerful. For those of you who don't know me, luxury vehicles, kind of my thing. If there was ever something that I love, it's vehicles, okay? That would be my guilty pleasure if I had all the money in the world. Not if, when I have all the money in the world, that is going to be my guilty pleasure. What would that feeling be for you, right? Anything else that you buy in your life, why do you buy it? Do you buy it because it inspires you? Do you buy it because you feel fabulous? Do you buy it because you feel luxurious? Luxurious? Do you buy it because it allows you to feel peace, calm, tranquility? Do you buy it because it allows you to feel supported, understood? Right? What's the emotion connected to what you're purchasing? And why this is so key is because when we market, if we market only to the tangibles, and I think I said this already we completely miss that most important part. And that most important part is that our emotions absolutely 100% drive what and how we purchase. So I want you to sit with that. And this is what I'm gonna leave you with here today. This is a shorter one, it was intended to be get in, get out, get the information you need and go adjust and make the changes that you need. But how do you want your brand to feel? If you could list three to five feelings Of how you want people to feel when they interact with your page, when they interact with your content, when they interact with, when they're in your offers, when they're in your presence. How do you want them to feel? What would those three words for you, three to five words for you be? Would you want them to feel nurtured? Would you want them to feel safe? Would you want them to feel empowered, inspired, secure, heard, seen, activated, liberated? what is that emotion that you want to invoke in them and once you find those emotions it wants you to go and read your current ig bio right now and your the niche that you have and as you read it does any of that invoke that feeling within you those five feelings does your niche your ig bio tick off the boxes to curate those feelings within your potential dream clients and how is your marketing making them feel are you writing content that supports those feelings are the photos that you put up are the brand and the feel and the colors and the vibe of your brand do they all allow you to feel that way right are you somebody who is Consistently selling to just the pain? Are you consistently telling them that if they keep doing it themselves, do they want to end up in the same place year after year? They're tired, they're exhausted, they're sick of their shit, and they're even more tired of doing nothing about it. You're literally meeting the person in their pain and highlighting what is already a problem for them. And when we buy from a place of lack, scarcity, fear, we're not buying from our most empowered self. That's not a fuck yes. We're creating an energy exchange based on meeting them at their lowest point. What if you consistently marketed to showing them what's possible for them? What if you talked about what they desired? What if you talked about weaving in the feelings they want to feel that they aren't there yet, but because you are where they once were, and now you're exactly where they want to be, you can show them what it feels like to be on the other side. You can be that inspiration, that guiding light, pulling them forward, instilling them with that potential of what's possible for them. And the biggest thing that we can do when it comes to our marketing and why the emotions is so, so important, because We can't just stop at the emotion, meaning, and I talked about this uh, two or three weeks ago within my, within my posts. And actually, if you haven't yet got the, my free mini course content to clients, I actually go through this. And this is how to sell to not just the emotion, but the experience of the emotion, because you can't just stop at the emotion. The emotion is what hooks our ideal client in. Painting the picture of how they are experiencing the emotion is what sells them. And the one thing that I'll leave you with, not one thing, I know there's a lot here, a lot here but the last thing I'll leave you with is that what does your ideal client want most in the world? That question alone, seriously? will make you millions and can make you millions. And the biggest problem that I see when we get this question, we often lead with our own lens of perception because many of us, we are coaching, we are mentoring, we are guiding, we are supporting past versions of ourselves. So we've been through the shit. We've been through all of the crap that our ideal clients are still going through. And when we're out on the other side of that, we know exactly what it is that they need to get them to where they want to go. The only problem is they're not ready to hear that yet because they're focused on what they think they need to hear, on what they think is the problem. And so when, we, when asked, what does your ideal client want most in the world? I would almost argue that nine times out of ten, You're gonna give me an answer. That's what you know your ideal client needs to hear, not what they want to hear, okay? Truly. This is the key right there to selling out your offers. And that right there is exactly what I'm helping you uncover in the Fuck the Niche Still Get Rich Masterclass, which today is happening in less than a week. It's happening next Tuesday, where we are nailing, we're we're focusing on your target audience. We are focusing on the emotions of nailing down and understanding your ideal client better than they ever understood themselves. And once you do that, I am taking you through a step-by-step process on how we can nail your IG bio in one that you are so freaking excited about. You want to scream it from the rooftops because it has never felt more like you. So you can stop changing it every second day, you can stop comparing your Instagram bio and looking at others and thinking that they have your perfect Instagram bio and every single time that you read it. It ignites something within you because it finally feels like you and right now for four more days, the masterclass is at 50% off Monday price is going up doubling to $88. So for $44, you can get into this masterclass. And I promise you that you are walking away with so much clarity and confidence in who you serve and how you do things differently, that you are going to nail your niche and never for a second again, ever question or wonder who it is, who it is that you serve, what it is that you do, and you will have it nailed down. Like that clarity right there alone is going to absolutely change the trajectory of your business. So cannot wait to have you in there with me. We'll see you next Tuesday in the masterclass and Wednesday on the podcast. Oh, I should also mention the link for that. Jesus, Jessica is the first link in my Instagram bio, and you can also find it in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Woke and Worthy podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you in gaining more clarity and confidence to start taking massive inspired action in your life and business. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more entrepreneurs just like you create a life and business that they are obsessed with. And don't forget, to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at imjessquasney. We'll see you back here next week.